Radio Theater Project. Radio Theater Project. A radio drama series featuring comedy, science fiction, and mystery. 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 Old stories and new. Radio Theater Project. Theater of the mind for today. Future Past. Dramatized stories from the golden age of science fiction presents The Skylark Adventures where great heroes and villains battle each other over the fate of the universe. Classic stories of space opera and daring do. This time, it's the Fenachrone, based on the stories by E.E. Doc Smith, written for radio by Joseph McGuire. After weeks on Oznome among the Kandalian people, it's wonderful to be on board the Skylark, far away from that oppressive heat. <laughs> you'd think you'd be used to the heat from the D.C. summers. But there was always respite at night. I've been meaning to ask, what do you think of the Kondalian folk? From the people we've seen, nice enough. Perhaps a bit violent. Yeah, they do have some rough edges that need shaved off, but they sure gave us four nice gifts, these rings with doorknob jewels called Phaedons. They wanted us to have them to show how truly married we are. They take marriage very seriously. They sure do. It's a lifetime for them. Looks right smart on you, though, especially with it giving off an internal light. When we get back, I might do some analyzing on mine. As long as you don't melt it or crush it or something in your experiments. I know how you can get carried away. <laughs> What's that? The radio. Someone's calling us. Must be Dunark. This is the Skylark. Go ahead. Uh, attack! Uh, overwhelmed. Forces. Martinale. Oh, no. Dunark. Sitar. <laughs> What's wrong? Why the alarm bell? Martinale, those jokers are attacking. We've got to save them. Right you are, Red Top. Get Blackie. Let's go and put a spoke into their wheel. An explosion took a huge chunk of the palace. Something's up. Look at Dunark's ship, the Condal. It's easy to see into the transparent Arnak. Three airships surrounding Condal. The crew are all writhing in apparent pain, like something... They've crashed! Hey, get away from that machine rifle. Marty, I know how to shoot. Dick, we need all of the machine rifles, man. She knows what she's doing. Uh, sure, Marty. Looks like I talked out of turn, Peg. Okay, gang, let's go get him. Good thing the Skylark 2 hull is our neck. Four feet thick like the original Skylark. You're not just joshing. We'd be shattered by They're coming at us from all directions. Got one of those creeps. Coming straight at us. Radio-controlled flying bombs! Those are big enough to hurt us. Concentrate fire on those bombs! Wait a minute. Just like Ferdy said, nobody home is right. You've turned the repellers onto full power. It's quieter. The torpedoes are being pushed back and exploding. It's not stopping me from shooting out. They pull back. A strange, bright light. Ultraviolet. There, everybody, shut their eyes. I'm heading up to the stratosphere. Better. Everybody okay? Yeah. 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 What do you think, Blackie? Uh, smoked goggles should protect our eyes. Good thing that we have them with our welding equipment. Pass them out, Dottie. Let's go get them. Got another one. Feels like I'm being rattled to death. Whoops. Up to the stratosphere. What was that? Infrasound. How do we handle that? 
you notice the repellers tended to dampen the outside sound. Now I'm going to crank it up to maximum so the air is pushed away from the hole for a near vacuum. That should do it. Going down, now. Get ready to fire. Out, stop. Don't anyone touch metal. Seaton, take us up. So, Blackie, what, what now? Induced electricity. It's lucky I'm so used to handling high-voltage equipment. I never make close contact with anything at the first touch. That gun carried a lot of induced volts. All we need are thick rubber gloves. That's why the crew of the Dunark ship was writhing in pain. Why did they wait so long to use it on us? They must have had the ray tuned to the metal iridium, which the Osnomians use for console controls. They had to experiment until they found the right frequency for our ferrous metal controls. Well, that's got that fixed. Let's go! Just a minute. What are they going to do next, Dick? Search me. I need time to dig around Dunark's knowledge. I, I recognize things after they happen, but I can't seem to figure ahead. I, I know the Kondalians have defenses against all these things, except this last stunt of the electrified guns. It must be new. We need to be able to figure out what the next weapon might be. Let's see. What have they given us so far? They're giving us the whole range of wavelengths, one at a time. Maybe emitters can only be tuned to the ray they use. So far, they've used ultraviolet, infrasound, and induced electricity. I don't know what's left unless they give us a new kind of x-ray, or hertzian, or infrared heat waves, or... Oh, that's it, heat! They produce heat by means of powerful wave generators and by setting up heavy induced currents in the armor. They can melt arnak that way. And you're right, they can only use one ray at a time. We can set up a counterwave in our hull to stop the induced electrical currents. Yeah, probably, but not efficiently. But if it gets too hot, we can go dive into the ocean to cool off. Fix it up, Mark. We'll give it a whirl anyway. You are on the button, Blackie. Heat! Their heat rays melted the gun ports. Nearly took out our repeller bands. The counter-induced currents were not efficient. Now what? I've got it doped right now. Give the Lark speed enough and she's some bullet herself. We've got four feet of Arnak, they've only got an inch. We'll be moving too fast for their tuned ray to work. Strap yourselves in solid, it's going to be a rough party from now on. That's done. There's not much of their fleet left. It looks like they're retreating. Good. The hull is pretty dinged up. I don't know if we could have taken any more. Damn. Dottie, what's wrong? You usually don't swear. Can't you see? As they're retreating, they're destroying the countryside. Unhappily, Dunark was right. We should stop them. The debris inside the condol is making it difficult to see if Sitar and Dunark are okay. Open the hatch, Mark. Right. Wait a minute. The hatch is opening. I have to thank you for more than my life this time. You've saved the lives of millions of our nation and have saved Condal itself from possible annihilation. Oh, it's not that bad. In the 60-year war, both nations have been invaded before. Yes, but you saved us from the destruction that usually happens after an invasion. Your grand new air fleet should keep the home fires from being put out. Well, gang, should we head for home? Wait, before you go, we owe you a victory celebration. Going home soon. Yep, home soon as the ceremony's over. Wasn't that the biggest wing-ding of a party they threw for us? Oh wait, Robon is gonna speak. 
Now we must show our great appreciation as you saved our nation from general destruction. Is it permitted, O oh noble Prince Seton, that I may reward your captive, Count Duquesne, for his share in the victory? It is indeed permitted. Here is a bag of precious metals and jewels and the Order of Condal. Now they are returning to their mighty civilization far from here. Prince Seton and Prince Crane, please accept these bracelets that give you the power of overlords of Osnome. We humbly accept that your development is much higher than ours. So we place our entire nation under your beneficent rule. No language spoken by man possesses words sufficiently weighty to express our indebtedness to you. Prince Seton, our guest and our savior, the first cause has willed it that you should be the instrument through which the nation of Condal is this day to be made supreme upon Osnom. May the great first cause smile upon you in all your endeavors until you solve the unknown mysteries. May your descendants soon reach the ultimate goal. Farewell on your journey home. I'm glad we're leaving Osnome and those cheering Condalian fools. What nonsense. Overlord of Osnome. Bah. Look, Blackie, that was a nice honor. You're just mad because they didn't give it to you. I'm going to my room. Aren't the stars beautiful? Uh, not compared to you, Dottie. Dick, you say the sweetest things. Littlest girl. Sweetheart. I know, husband mine. <laughs> that is too deep. With nothing but words, we can't say a Darling, single thing. I love you more now than when I first laid eyes on you. I'm so glad that you really do love me. Of course I do. I'll never come to my senses. I love you. I love you, too. Forever and ever and ever. Oh, well, Let's you see kid. what is in this bag that Dunark gave me. Well, my, my radium. Glad it is in a lead tube. There are diamonds, rubies, and emeralds, which appear to be flawless. Some Osnomian jewels added to the mix. Ah, no fade on. That's a shame. What am I to do with this radium? There's much to ruminate about. It's been a few months since we've got back from Osnome, so I wonder what you boys have cooked up in your workshop to show us on this chilly winter day. Yes, I wonder too. The only thing that would ruin this day would be if Blackie tried to jump us. I told that mutt that if he harmed a hair on either of your heads, I would grind him into his component atoms. He did his promise and got out from the charges that were laid against him. What DA would believe stories of space travel and spaceships? Even as the world is changing due to the new X technologies. Yeah, he took that trick all right. Since then, we've countered every one of his attempts at kidnapping. He got boiled in oil with our inductor heat rays when he tried to swipe the gals with an attractor beam in his spaceship. The attractor beam that came out of your research X applied to osnomium technology? But I wonder how he figured... Let's not talk about that creep. 
Why did you bring us to the workshop on this crisp day? Dick has come up with another marvel for me to engineer. The Zone of Force. Catchy name. <laughs> the zone generates a spherical force field shell around an object of any size that should cut off anything or anyone within the bubble from all outside ethereal forces. Isn't luminous ether a dead theory, Dick? Ah, been boning up on electron theory, Peg? Excellent! Yeah, ether is pretty much of a goner, but I'm bringing it back to life for this phenomenon. And you're dressed in Martin's spacesuit because... I may be going for a long ride. That's why I've rigged the spacesuit with the ex-propulsion bar, in case I shoot off to Jupiter. Glad you're starting to take precautions. Thanks. I'm ready for bear, I think. Marty's Chevy Chase estate has a stark beauty in the winter. The tufts of snow are like frozen waves of the ocean. You are a poet, Daddy Dimples. Time to give it a twist. There's a silver ball. It must have surrounded Dick. A Christmas ornament heading east at a walking speed. The ball. It's disappeared from around Dick. He's, he's back in sight and dropping towards the ground. Now the silver ball is surrounding him again and floating east. No, wait. Silver Bubble is gone. He's coming into land. You look a little shaken, Dick. It's just what I thought it was going to be, only worse. Can't do a thing with it. Gravitation won't work through it. Propulsion bars won't. Nothing will. And dark? Beyond dark, folks. You ain't never seen no darkness nor heard no silence. Scared me stiff. We saw absolute blackness in space. Not like this we didn't, Dottie. Don't forget the stars. What I just saw was absolute darkness. I heard absolute silence for the first time in my life. I've never even imagined anything like it. The spaceship detector. Blackie! Get this, Brookings, and get it straight. I'm shoving off at 12 o'clock tonight after Seton's asleep. My advice to you is to lay off. Don't do a thing until I come back. I am very much surprised. You were the last man I would have expected to be scared off after one engagement. Don't be any more of a fool than you have to be, Brookings. There's a lot of difference between being scared and knowing when you are simply wasting effort. But Perkins' abduction plan would bring Seton into line. Didn't work then, and it won't work now. Give it up. But... You're still a jackass. Trying to kill them didn't work. Your plane and 500-pound bomb went up in a flash of light. A faulty airplane. I've told you in great detail, and in one-syllable words, exactly what we're up against. But five years, Doctor? I may be back in six months, but on a trip of this kind, anything can happen. So I'm planning to be gone five years. But surely we shall be able to remove the obstructions ourselves in a few weeks. Oh, quit kidding yourself, Brookings. This is no time for idiocy. You stand just as much chance of killing Seton. Please, Doctor, please don't talk like that. Still squeamish, eh? Your pussyfoot and always did give me an acute pain. I repeat, you have exactly as much chance of killing Richard Seton as does a blind kitten. I think that Seton has you buffaloed. Nine-tenths of these wonderful Osnomian things, I am assured by competent authorities, are scientifically impossible. Your ignorance and unwillingness to believe any new ideas does not change the facts. Even before they went to Osnome, Seton was hard to get. 
Perkins was to blame. He turned out not as competent as he portrayed himself. Perkins is just symbolic of your brains. On our trip, he learned so much new stuff, but I also learned a lot as well. Remember, whatever you do, don't kill their wives first. Such an event would be regrettable, certainly, in that it would remove all possibility of the abduction. If you kill their wives while Seton and Crane remain alive, you'll get an ex-copper bomb in your lap. That would leave only atoms. Probably you're right in that. We shall be very careful until after we succeed in removing them. Don't worry, you won't succeed. I shall attend to that detail myself as soon as I get back. Every person and everything standing between me and a monopoly of X shall disappear. You intend to start an open war upon your return? The war started when I tried to pick off the women with my attractor. That is why I'm leaving at midnight. I will be out of range of his object compass before he wakes up. Seton and I understand each other perfectly. We both know that the next time we meet, one of us is going to be resolved into our component atoms. You do not care to inform me more fully as to your destination or your plans? I do not. Dunark and Sitar, we thought it was Blackie trying to do us dirt again. What are you doing here on Earth? Are you trying to kill yourself? Uh, uh, I'm on a very important uh, uh, task. Uh, I need some X-Platinum. Uh, 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 Dick, we have to do something for them. Sitar is unconscious and they're both turning blue. Uh, I mean, yellow with the cold. Everybody into their ship. Right you are. We'll get them warm with the ship's heaters. We'll take off in case Blackie's snooping around. Sitar is coming back to the living. Where are my pistols? I took them off to make you more comfortable. Oh, good. I feel so naked without them. But I'm so glad to see you. Dunark, you said it wouldn't be that cold. Resilient cusses came around with no ill effects. So, Dunark, what's the problem? First, I need to know something. I converted your temperature gauge to ours, and I came to the conclusion that it might be cool, but not unlivable. Where did I go wrong? <laughs> Think about it for a sec. Look at the stuff I gave you in uh, my brain transfer. Uh, oh, by the first cause, seasons, your planet tilts. You're in winter. I apologize, Sitar. You cannot be perfect in everything, my husband. Your acceptance of my weakness is appreciated, my wife. Dick, Martin, we need more X. And why more X? We left more than enough to industrialize. We are being attacked, and we're going to be exterminated if we don't get enough X to go to efficient war status. Sure, you can have all the X you need. Before we jump in, Dick, who's attacking you? The sixth son of our green star cluster. They have a superior war technology. Without the small amount of X we had, the nation of Condal would have been destroyed. What's your plan with these X weapons? Destroy their civilization by dropping copper X bombs on their cities! No, we can't let them do that. Tell me what they've done to your nation. Don't these Earth people understand anything? Sitar, I forgot how soft they were when it comes to war. They've bombed our cities, disintegrated our women and children. The only thing that has saved us so far is they use rockets instead of X-propulsion. They can only attack when their planet is close to ours. If you won't help, 
Then we'll take it from you. Stop talking nonsense, Dunark. Dorothy, listen. If we don't help, they'll be wiped out. Apparently, their new enemies are just like the Osnomians. Dog eat dog. Dot, I like the Condalians too much to see them rubbed out. Now that I understand the situation, I have no objections. If everyone agrees, then I'll go along. But if there's another way, you'll try to find it, right? I'm not eager to destroy a civilization, so of course I'll try to find another way. By the way, Dunark, how did you find Earth? With a broken object compass that you tossed away. It just needed retooling. We'll go back home and pack our duds, get loaded for bear, and take off in the Skylark, too. Then it's off to the planet Oznome. Whoever it is that attacked us, they're catching up. I've got the Ducanatron at maximum. We can't take much more. I'm ready to pass out. Keep it up, Dick. We can take it, can't we, Dot? We'll have to turn and fight. No outrunning these guys. Mark, tune up all the rays that can put out anything deadly. We've got heat, induction, and of course, copper X-shells. Tuning the rays. Ready when you are, Dick. Slowing down. Everybody to their sighting plates. We're gonna do them no good. Ready to start the fireworks, gang? Ready. Ready. Now start shooting. That was a bad hit. Throwing on the zone. That was awful. We've got to retune our rays and go get them. Now. Wait, Dick. Think about it. Are we safe? We should be. If they're going to crack this egg, they would have done it by now. Thanks again, Mark, for keeping me on track. Why do you think they attacked us? I couldn't tell you. They just came out of nowhere and started shooting. What's your idea, Mark? We wait, say, 13 hours. They should be relaxed and just keep an eye on us. I get it. And they won't want to continue to use up their power on us. In the meantime, you'll rig up a fast switch to turn off and on the zone. Not just me. Peg's becoming quite an engineer herself. Good for you, Peg. You're making me blush. Come on, Marty, let's go solder some circuits. Weightless again. Wee-hee! I hope Dunark and Sitar turned on the zone. What's your plan? We're going to wait until whoever they are are hopefully relaxed. Then, turn on and off the zone of force. As we move forward, it'll chop them to bits. I wonder why they attacked us. Maybe they have the wrong idea about us. Ah, peaceful Dottie, I know. But right now, it's them or us. Maybe later we make peace with these blokes. <sighs> I know. When you press the button, it turns off the zone of force. Then zap! It switches on the zone by itself. You only have to press it once. Well done, you two. We make a good team. It was your idea. I just soldered it together. You both did good work. So now what, Dick? <laughs> I've been putting the old bean to work. First, we'll see where they are and if they're still hitting us with lethal rays. And then, we'll chop them up like so many diced carrots. Let's get to it. Everyone to their visiplates. All right. Ready firing switch. Report. They're just sitting there. They seem not to notice we did anything. You saw where they were. Now we're ready. Got it. Starting drive. Everybody to the acceleration seats. It's going to be fierce. Thank you, Richard, for saving us from them and him. They really just killed your other men as they were escaping? Because we were hidden to keep the salt and platinum safe, we couldn't do anything as they cowardly hunted our crew down and disintegrated them. 
I'm glad you killed them. Only after the aliens tried to kill us as we were trying to rescue them. At least we got one prisoner. What are we going to do with the only one we could capture? Are you going to use the Mark II? Sure looks like a stubborn type, and we might have to get rough. Is that what this gadget on the cart is? Yep. It's a new and improved Mark II mechanical educator. I theorized, and Marty built it. I thought I understood our technology, but this looks like nothing that I've ever built. Mostly it's just the configuration, but what's new is the tape recorder to record thoughts and these power tubes. Uh, those tubes put out an immense current that could fry brains like uh, eggs in a pan. You're not going to torture him. Why not? You should have seen what they did to our crew. These people deserve to be tortured. Dottie, I'll try not to, but if he's got information, we need it. Why don't you go? No. Okay. Martin, make sure that the repulsor is holding him tight. Okay, chum. Uh, with a hellish brain, it's convoluted, distorted, evil. There, I've, I've taught him English. Set power higher. The evil egg is cracking. You can't stop the Renacron. We are the master race. The universe is ours. You will all die. Nick, are you hurt? No. No, I'm doing fine, though. I know how a wet sponge feels when it's been squeezed. Dottie, he and his kind are true badness. They might be good among the Fenachrone, but they've been suppressed for so long they're not even a minority. What now? Head for the Green Sun Cluster, especially the planet that Dunark wanted to bomb. No, I don't want to talk about it until I can study everything on the recording. Can't you just read his brain? I didn't kill him. He killed himself and erased his memories. But I learned one thing. We have to go to your enemy's home world. This is awful. The planet's surface has been destroyed. Not just destroyed, Dot, but burnt to a crisp. There's nothing left but lava-filled holes in the ground. Dunark, this is the planet of your enemy? Yes. We were just going to stop their war machine, not obliterate their planet. Dunark, we have to stop these cruel creatures before they do this to Osnome. Even with searching through the brain record, I didn't expect this. See, Dorothy? This is what the Fenachrone would do to Osnome. Sitar's right, Richard. We have to stop them. We'll try. But it's a big galaxy. One thing that Fenachrone Mutt didn't tell us is where they live. So, let's set course for Osnome and let them know they don't have to worry about their enemy. Thunark, Sitar, we're taking you home. Then what, Dick? I guess back to Earth for some really deep thinking. Future Past, dramatized stories from the golden age of science fiction, presented the Skylark Adventures, based on the stories by E.E. E. Doc Smith, written for radio by Joseph McGuire. Starring David Johnson as Richard Seaton, Beth Graterex as Dorothy Vainman, Roy Nessel as Martin Crane, Rebecca Murray as Peg Crane, and Reed Thompson as the villainous Mark C. Blackie Duquesne. Also in the cast were Innocencio Valderrama as Roban, Kelly Viston as Sitar, Eric Thomas as Brookings, and Joseph McGuire as Dunark. I'm your announcer, Anne Bodel Nash. Music director Jasmine Clemenson. Future Past theme by Jason Shaw at Audionautics.com. Sound design and dialogue editing Jay Charles. Recording engineer Trey Hatch. Recording technician Yuna Sataki. Directed by Christine Yautzi. Associate producer Roberta Wiley. Produced by Joseph C. McGuire. 
recorded at KSVR Studios in Mount Vernon, Washington. This is a Radio Theater Project presentation. This program is supported with a grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.